0: Praise the Lord for this morning. It's great. Uh, again, we can have service with, uh, through through Zoom. Um, thank you for your for your patience, ongoing patience, and just persistence with um, coming on Zoom and doing church like this. And as you join us on a Sunday morning, it's wonderful to have you. If you're here for the first time, if someone's invited you for the first time to our service, it's great to have you here this morning. Uh, we, we have some time where we can share some songs uh, online and then I have this time to share uh, the word of God with you and so I pray your hearts are open to listen to God's word and to receive what God has got for you I don't think you're here out of coincidence I don't think you're here because you kind of force yourself to come I think you're here because God wants you to hear something and so I pray this morning it's a blessing it's a blessing to you this morning, I want to share with you something that I think is really, really, it, it, might, it might sound really, really simple, but something that I think the whole world just needs to hear, the whole world needs to hear, but in particularly those of are listening this morning. I pray that your hearts are open to listen to what God has to tell you about this wonderful truth of who Jesus is to this world, who he is to this world that we live in today that is so dark. It's so full of darkness. It's so full of of corruption. It's so full of oppression. And, And these things that we see happen around the world that we look and we look at this Lord and we're so grieved by what goes around the world. God looks and is also grieved by what's going on around the world, but he's particularly grieved, I think, about these, these things that are happening also in our hearts, these things that, that we look at in the world and we go, oh, what is going on in this world? How many times have you done that, you know, watching the TV, watching the news, think, what is going on in this world? But if we just pause for a moment and we look at the pain that's going on in the world and we look at the deceit that's going on in the world and we look at the wrong and the oppression that's going on in the world and that darkness that's there actually also exists in our hearts. And what the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ wants to do is to come and not only, not just necessarily heal the darkness in this world, but in particular, and especially this morning, heal the darkness that's in our hearts. The same kinds of oppression, the same kinds of pain, the same kind of deceit that's happening there within us, that we know, we experience. And so I pray this morning that your hearts are open to listen to the, the answer that he is in this world and in this way. So let's uh, join, me, join me as we pray this morning. Please pray with me um, wherever you are. Perhaps just bow your head or just close your eyes or come into a place of prayer this morning uh, and join me as we pray and ask the Lord's blessing on his word. Father God, thank you, Lord. Thank you so much that you are our for us our life and our light. I thank you, God, so much for those who have joined us, not to hear me, Lord, not to listen to us, Lord, but but to hear what you have to say. I pray this morning, Father, that you would open hearts, that you would draw hearts, that you would speak to hearts that are ready to receive what you have to say. And I do pray, Lord God, I do pray your blessing on all that is said and done. So, Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for what we can do in this restricted time. But we pray that you are blessed and honoured, Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Last week I spoke about forgiveness. And if you were here last week, you would have listened and hopefully understood what I was trying to communicate, what the Lord was trying to communicate when it came to forgiveness. And I wonder if during the week the Lord spoke to your heart and, 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 and you were challenged with two things. Are you forgiven? Are you forgiven? Is there something in your heart that, that you're holding back from God and refuse to be forgiven for? Are you, are you uh, proud to think to yourself that you don't need forgiveness? Are you forgiven? And in doing so, are you the kind of person now, because you understand that forgiveness, you go and forgive freely. You've received freely and you go now and you forgive freely as well. It doesn't matter what the person has done, but you're a person understanding God's forgiveness that forgives freely too. I wonder if you've thought about that this week. Well, that very truth is the truth that Jesus shines into your heart. He shines his truth into your heart and he says, you know what, there's something that needs to be dealt with because it's causing pain and it's causing deceit. And you might be living life. You might have life, but do you have the light of life? Do you have the light that shines into your heart, reveals things to set you free from the things that cause you pain and cause you deceit and eventually one day can even send you to hell? So Jesus in his love and his goodness shines this light into our lives and says, look, I'm showing you. I'm showing you. This is the kind of things that is holding you back from living freely. These are the kinds of things that are holding you back from knowing me and knowing the peace that I have for you. They're robbing you of the peace and contentment because they are binding you. And I want to set you free from things. So he shines light into our lives. And so I want to read one verse this morning that that highlights this. And it's what's interesting about this verse. It's kind of tucked in between a couple of things. It's tucked in between the story. You remember the story of the woman who was caught in adultery and the men were kind of really excited. And they thought, look, Jesus, we caught this woman. What are you going to do with her? Because, you know, we should kill her because, look, she's such a bad lady. And can you imagine their pride? (laughs) They, They had life, but they didn't have the light of life. You know, people can have life, people can have wonderful life. They can have a happy life, if you like. They can have a house, cars, holidays, family, children, all these things. They can have life, good job. They can have life. They can actually say that they're happy. They can have life, but they don't have the light of life. And that is what's going to destroy them. That is what's going to rob them. That is what's going to take away contentment and peace in their life. So this kind of verse that we're going to read is tucked between this woman who was supposedly, um, you know, because she was caught in adultery, should be killed, stoned, and then uh, this amazing conversation with people about who Jesus is. And so he, he, he says this thing that we want to read in John chapter 8 and uh, looking at verse verse 12. So if you open up the Bible to John chapter 8, and I'm, I'm going to read a few verses this morning. But perhaps the next time we turn to something might be Mark, uh, so Matthew five. But at the moment, just let's open up to John chapter eight, and I want to read this one verse. This one verse that Jesus says straight after forgiving this woman, forgiving this woman, when everyone else wanted to kill her, he forgave her. Remember, he said, "Whoever has the sin, throw the first stone," and, and they walked away because who who's without sin? Because in her, in the heart there is a darkness that unless we confess we can never deal with and so he says to this woman you go you're free i don't i don't i don't condemn you either sin no more go you're free now go experience the life the light of life and then he says this in the straight after that the bible says then jesus spoke to them again saying i am the light of the world he says he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. I am the light of the world, he said. It, it, this is an unbelievable statement. If, if you could comprehend, and I'm not going to think I'm even going to do it justice in 30 minutes or so. If you can comprehend what Jesus is saying here, that he is the light of the world, and if you choose to follow him, you don't walk in darkness, but you have the light of life. What does he mean? The light of life. And I'm going to ask you, do you have and do you know the light of life? Because, in and of itself, this world is dark. It's actually a dark world. Despite all the goodness and all the good stuff that happens and all the good things that people do, it's a dark world. Without the existence and the presence of God, it is a dark world. And so, when God created, that's what he did right at the beginning of time, darkness hovered over the world. And what does the Bible say? He said, let there be lights. He spoke light into this world. He looked at darkness and he broke that darkness with light because the only thing that breaks darkness is not more darkness or great ideas. I don't look at a dark room and think, oh, what's some great ideas? What can I do to help this dark room? No, it needs lights. It needs lights to stop the darkness. And so Jesus said, I'm the light of the world because this world is dark. And if you don't follow me, you know what you're going to have? You're going to have the darkness of life. If you don't follow me, and I, I believe and I, I suspect there are people that are listening to me now who know what it means to experience the darkness of life, who knows what who know what what the experience it means to feel the pain and, and, and the agony uh, and the deceit um, and, and the hopelessness that comes through this life, even if they have lots of things. And so Jesus says, if you don't follow me. You're going to know only the darkness of life. But if you follow me, if you commit your life to me, if you give me everything, then darkness is going to be removed. Light is going to come in and darkness will be shattered. And you're going to know the light of life that's going to bring you a whole new meaning to life. So Jesus says, I'm the, I'm the light of this world. Have you ever seen um beautiful, I don't know, do you like the sunset? Do you like the sunrise? I, I don't know. When I see a sunset, usually, or if I see a sunrise, I just stop and I just pause and I think, what an incredible sight. Do you think like that? How many people drive past sunsets and sunrises and they just like another thing? But when you stop and pause and you think, wow, and you understand the beauty and the majesty of what is going on before you, and you realize this is incredible, this is amazing, then you start to appreciate what this glory, this beauty is. And so when you start to see the beauty of Jesus, you start to understand the majesty greater than a sunset, more beautiful than a sunrise. You start to see how beautiful this light is. It's like the love of God. I was sharing with my students this morning, uh, this week. I said said to them, I said, "How, how is God's love like popcorn? And they were like, oh, I don't know, they were giving all these answers. You know, God's love is like popcorn. How is it like popcorn? And they were trying to find out, they were trying to understand where I was coming from with this, this, this illustration of popcorn. I said, you know why God's love is like popcorn? It's because whoever can only eat one popcorn? Who can ever eat one popcorn only? Have you tried that before? Have you had one popcorn, nice hot butter, you know, and you eat one popcorn, just one, and you think, ah, enough. Who's ever done that before? I don't know. I've never done that before. When I think of popcorn, I don't think of one. Firstly, I think of this. You know, it's like that, in popcorn. But if you happen to have one because you want to be kind of good and you, try, you think you're trying to be kind of you know, careful with what you eat, eventually one becomes two, then it becomes a handful you know, because, because you love it so much. It's, you just want more and more and more of it. Listen very carefully. The love of God, once you begin to taste it and you begin to taste the light of Jesus, and you begin to taste that, you can't stop. You can't stop. And and the darkness of this world becomes like dirt when you're eating dirt. Because what ends up happening, you experience the light and the love of Jesus that destroys and dispels the darkness in your heart. That makes everything else like eating dirt. And so the Lord Jesus Christ calls himself the light of the world. And he tells us that if we follow him, we don't walk in darkness, but we have the light of life. And when that happens, we become a hope to this world because we walk around and they're all in darkness. Even though they might be smiling, they're in darkness in their hearts and we become the light of the world. And in doing that, we become the hope of this world and we become hope to these people who are hungry and want light in their life when they are hungry. Because if they're not hungry, they won't want it. In fact, they'll reject it and we're going to read that soon. They'll reject it. So this woman, can you imagine what it meant to her? All of a sudden, everything she thought she wanted in life All of a sudden she met Jesus and all of a sudden all these other things were insignificant to her because Jesus said this to her, I'm going to give you light, light. I'm going to forgive you and I'm going to set you free. Go and sin no more. And so he says, in light of what happened to this woman, he says, I am the light of the world. From the very creation... The Bible declares God is light or God works with light. I said to you before, he spoke light into the existence. The Bible clearly says, I think in 1 John, that God is light and in him there is no darkness. There is no darkness in God. God doesn't have an ounce of darkness. There's nothing in God that is dark and he calls his people to be the same thing. At the end of the day, my friends, it's very, very simple. Jesus must be the light of your life. He must be The light of your life. And then when he heals the darkness of you, for you, when he heals this darkness, we must then become the light of this world. It's very simple. But it's very hard to be the light of this world when there's darkness still in you. When you're still wrestling with darkness. When there's still the pain of darkness. When there's still the guilt of darkness. When there's still the trap of darkness in you. It's very hard to be the light of the world. And so when Jesus needs, to, so Jesus needs to be the light of life in you, when he does heal that darkness, you become the light of the world. You become the one that brings hope to this world. My friends, it's very evident. It's very evident in this world that darkness exists, isn't it? I don't, it it's almost something I don't have to convince you of. I don't have to convince you that there is darkness in this world. Look at the story that we were talking about with the woman. Where was the darkness in that? Judgment. Straight away, there's judgment. Quick, let's do something to her. What about what about considering maybe there's another way? But there's judgment in this world. I can tell you a whole stack of things that that actually exist in this world. You know, the love of self. How much how much do people love themselves? That the selfishness of life. How much how much do people think really about other people before themselves? Um, the, um, The love of of wealth, the love of materialism, the love of consumerism, all these things is darkness in this world. What about the what about the dishonoring of parents? It's it's everywhere. What about the mistreatment of children? It pains our hearts. All these things are reflection of darkness, but what about the other things that exist within us? What about the pride of life? What about the love of praise? What about these things that we, we we choose to like to be unforgiving? What about these things that continue to, to, to cause us hurt and also, also can cause hurt for those around us and deceive us? Please don't, don't be honest with yourself. These kinds of things don't um are, are the kinds of things are gonna rob you of contentment and peace. When you're pursuing things secretly when there's the the abuse of substances, all these things, when you just want to be, you know, um, acknowledged by everyone, all these things, the the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, all these things are darkness in this world. And, And please be honest, because when these things exist in our hearts, they do cause pain, they do cause anxiety, they do take away peace from us. And if they're not doing it necessarily, we see it to ourselves, they might be doing it to other people around us as well. And the Bible tells us that light, what fellowship does light have with darkness? It can't, it can't coexist. Light cannot coexist with darkness. Something is going to rule the other. And Jesus says, I want to rule that. I want to rule your heart. I want to come in and look at every area and bring light where there was darkness before. I want to take away hurt and I want to bring peace. I want to take away deception and I want to bring salvation. It brings light into a heart that is cold, and dark, and don't, don't 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 fool yourself in thinking, but I believe in Jesus, I have a faith in Jesus, I go to a good church or or acknowledge Jesus as, as as the one who forgave my sins. Don't fool yourself with these things because that profession of faith doesn't necessarily mean that God has dispelled the darkness in your heart. You need to come to him humbly and seek His face and allow grace and truth to come and and break down the darkness, not only in this world that you you might get tired of, but the darkness that exists within us. That's what God, in particular this morning, is concerned about. What is this that's troubling you deep within? Because Jesus needs to be the light of life. You might have life. Again, you might have life. You might have all the good things in life, but do you have the light of life? Are you free from the darkness that troubles you in your heart? That's what Jesus wants to give. God shines his light into this world and he makes his light known. Listen to this verse from John. I'm going to read it to you. You don't need to read it. I'm going to read it to you. It's earlier on in John. It says this, All things were made through Jesus and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, the Bible says, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. That's in John 1. It's a beautiful passage because it says he came into this world that he made and he was the, and he and the life was the light of men. His whole life, Jesus became the light of men because men were in darkness. And he says he came, but the darkness didn't comprehend it. It it, it didn't apprehend it. It didn't take it on board because it saw it and it rejected it. And how many people today continue to reject the light of the world? We might say, I don't reject Jesus because I believe in Jesus. I pray. I read the Bible. No, it's not about that. But you reject elements of what Jesus is saying. You still want to hold on to part of your life. That is like you don't want Jesus because you don't want him to come and dispel the darkness that he came to do. He came to destroy the darkness, not only in this world, but, in this, but more especially for us and who we are as people. Come to Jesus this morning and allow him to deal with the heart and bring light that gives us life. That's the light of life. We need it all the time. Think about it. We need light all the time. Um, uh, when we go on school camps, so what do we tell the kids to bring? Bring a torch. Why do you bring a torch to a school? what do you bring a torch to a camp? Why do you do that for? Because, that if you go for a walk, what are you going to do? Are going to go without a torch at night time? What, what are the problems with that? Well, there's lots of problems. You can step on something that's dangerous. You can get yourself lost because you don't know where you're going. You can bump into something if you haven't got a torch. And, you know, when kids don't have torches, what do they generally do? Oh, can I borrow your torch? Can I walk with you? Can I have your torch? Have you got another torch? You know, because they want light. Because who, who wants to go into the forest without a, without a torch? This, this world is is more complicated than a forest. It's more dangerous than a forest. It's more dark than a forest. It's more scary at times than a forest. Who's going to navigate this world without light, without a torch, with something that's going to guide our path? Think about when there's a blackout. When there's a have you, we don't get them as often these days, but you know blackouts happen. And what happens? What do you what do you do when you when you first get a blackout in your house? Well, you you go for light, don't you? You grab something because you want to see what's going on around you. Back in the day when I was younger, there was it was the torch. Like now you can use your iPhone or something. But you know how many times did you were you upset with yourself? You think, oh man, I, I don't know, I should have put the torch somewhere easy to find, or oh I can't believe I didn't put new batteries in the torch. When do you realize that? When the blackout happens, that's too late. It's too late then. Now is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. If God is speaking to your heart, today is the day that you say, "Lord, my heart is dark, it's cold, it's hurting. I need lights. I need the love of Jesus to come and shine and dispel this darkness in me." Not afterwards, when you face God face- to face, it's too late. Today I was outside in my house and I saw a man and he was fixing up the traffic lights because they were just flashing like the yellow. They were flashing, flashing, flashing in the intersection near my house. And I thought to myself, that's interesting because he's trying to fix the traffic lights because what happens if he doesn't fix that light? There's going to be problems. People are slowing down, checking they're not sort of going to collide with one another. There's an element of anxiety because the light isn't working. I need these lights to work. It's the same with life. You can try and navigate your world all the way through life, but at the end of the day, you're doing nothing but looking at flashing yellow lights. You need the light of Jesus to come and fill your life. You think you've got life? You're enjoying your life? You're happy with your life? You've got everything? You've got a house? You've got family? You've got kids? You're in a marriage? You've got a good job? You're happy with your life? But do you have the light of life? Are you missing it? And Jesus invites you this morning, come. Come unto me, all those who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you the light of life. This woman experienced this. She experienced the light of life when he, her accusers, what did her accusers do? They rejected the light of life, didn't they? They walked away from the light of life. You don't think, you think Jesus, if, if one of those men picked up a stone and put it down and said, Jesus, I've got sin in me. I can't throw this stone. Have mercy on me. Do you think Jesus would said no? You came judging. Of course not. Whenever you acknowledge your need for the savior, he loves to hear the man or the woman who says I need you, Lord, because he made us, the creator of this universe. And it's the same for the Christian, listen carefully, when the Christian says Jesus, I'm sick of what I'm doing. I'm tired of the way I'm living. I'm tired of that I keep saying the same things and I'm hurting people. I keep doing the same things and I'm hurting people. I'm tired of this, Lord. You need to set me free. And he comes as the light of life. And if you humble yourself, he promises to lift you up and you will know the light of life. I guarantee you, you will know the light of life. Jesus isn't concerned about how much you're earning. He's not concerned about how much you have. In fact, these things can deceive us into thinking we're good, he doesn't care how many. Sorry, he doesn't care about uh, how many places you visit in life. What he's concerned about is is your is your heart filled with the light of life. Are you experiencing life, not breath, but the light of life, the light of life? And how many people go through this world until to the end of their life and they look back and they think, what was that all about? Even, and Jesus wants to give that today. People resist it. Sadly, these accusers walked away. Later on in John, it says this, and I'll read this to you. And this is the condemnation. It's a big word. That means there's judgment. That means there's death. Yeah, it's a big word. It means hell. People don't like to hear this. But Jesus said it. He said, this is the condemnation, John 3. That light has come into the world. He's talking about himself and everything we know today. And men and women loved darkness rather than lights. Wow. I mean, does it, does it, is there a better description of this world today? That light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light. Why in the world would you eat dirt? And God has got his love ready. Why would you in the world, would you let pride keep you stuck with the way you're living when Jesus says, humble yourself and have life, eternal, true life, light of life? Why would you let pride, why would you let what people think of you get in the way when Jesus wants to give you life? Are you really worried if your friends are going to say, "Oh, you've gone mad, you've gone crazy, you, you've done this, you've done that, you're going to that church"? Are you really, do you really care if your friends say that at your at your schools or your universities or somewhere else? Are you, are you when when Jesus is offering you the light of life, and yet people love darkness more than light. Why? Listen, this is the continuation of the verse because their deeds were evil for everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. You know what? You know, it's not an intellectual problem. You know, when people say, yeah, I don't believe in Jesus because, uh, you know, I've done reading and, um, uh, you know, he didn't really resurrect from the dead. You know what? Let me tell you something. I don't really believe that's the reason that they don't believe. Or they say, you know, I've I've done research and Jesus never really existed on this earth, which is ridiculous. But anyway, never really existed on this earth. He never died on the cross. He just kind of... And all these things that people give. I don't believe that's the reason they don't believe. They might think it is intellectually, but the reason they don't believe is this. Jesus said It's because they love their deeds, their dark deeds, more than light's. They don't want to give it up. They think to themselves, I don't want to stop doing what I like doing. And they think to themselves somehow this is like jewels, but when in fact God is saying it's dirt, it's dirt. Come and taste and see that the Lord is good. And then you'll realize just how much you were swimming around in in mud. He says this, because if they come to the light, their deeds will be exposed and people get scared. What? God's going to reveal to me what I'm doing, my secret pursuits, my sensual pleasures. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to reveal to me my pride and my unforgiveness and my, my lust of the flesh and my, and my um, selfishness. He's going to reveal. Yes, he's going to reveal it because this is his love. He wants to break the power of darkness. He wants to take away hurt and bring peace. He wants to take away deceit and bring freedom into your life. Because he loves you too much to keep you like this. It's like someone coming to your house and you've lit up all your house. Beautiful. Every room lit up. You know, we bought some new globes yesterday and, and it was amazing. We put these globes in. They're like, whoa, these globes are beautiful. They just light up the room so much better than before. This is amazing, you know. Uh, when you come over, I'll show you the room, all right? So this, these lights, are, they're, they're beautiful globes, you know. And imagine we went through your house and you were showing me all these beautiful rooms all lit up because you were proud of the room. Look at my beautiful bedroom. Look at my beautiful lounge room. Look at my beautiful bathroom that I renovated. And you're lighting up. and put the lights on. Then we come to one room and it's dark. And I go to open up the door and you go, no, no, stop. And I open up the door and I said, really? why? It's all dark. No, 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 it's dark. No, no, I'm not putting the light. Why don't you want to put the light on in there? No, no, just, just close the door. Why can't I go in and look at this room? Because there's something in this room that you don't want me to see and you don't want me to put the light on because the light is going to expose the deeds. And that's what God does. God looks around and he says, hang on, this room, why is it dark? He says, no, 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 God, you can't touch this room. This room is too precious for me. But it's dark. It must be hurting you. It must be bringing you shame. It must be confusing you. It must be, it must be doing something to your life that's not right. You can't, you're not free for people to go in this room. No, Lord, no, Lord, let me turn on the lights. Trust me. Let me turn on the light. And in this level of maybe anxiety and pain, he turns on the light and all of a sudden your deeds are exposed, the things you secretly don't want people to know. And God says, no, I don't judge you. Listen, I don't judge you. Do you want forgiveness? Yes, I want forgiveness, Lord. I'm ashamed of this. And I forgive you. Yeah, but everyone's accused me, Lord. Everyone's ready to throw my stones at me, Lord. Well." They're not here anymore. They're gone. I don't accuse you either. I don't judge you either. But listen, I forgive you. Now, go and sin no more. I bring life. I bring the light of life into you. I switch on this light. I've cleaned your room. Keep the light on now. Go and sin no more. Don't bring that filth back in this room. Because if you bring it back, you're going to switch that light off again. That's not what I came to do. I came to switch it on and leave it on. you become the light to everyone else. So when people come into your house, you say, hey, come and look at this room. And you might be the first room that you take them to because now you're excited because Jesus lit the room. He set you free. You get it? Why would people not want to come to the light? Brothers and sisters, listen, there are still people this morning who I believe in their hearts, I think in their hearts, are still trying to hold on to things that are causing them pain. And maybe they're too scared or maybe they're not believing. Maybe they think, I've tried it again and again and again. But this morning, humbly, come to Jesus and let him shine his light in your life. Let him dispel the darkness and heal the darkness in you. Because without it, it is very, very confusing. Listen to what Proverbs says. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines even brighter unto the perfect day. Do you get that? This is how beautiful the light of Jesus is. If you humble yourself and you confess your sin and you allow the light of Jesus to come and deliver you from this sin, he says the path of the just, it's not just lights. Listen, however God does it, I don't understand it. Maybe maybe it's like a dimmer. I, I don't think it's like a dimmer, but maybe it's like that. But the, the path of the just shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Because as God reveals he cleanses, he sets free. As God reveals, he cleanses, he sets free. And what a beautiful path this is. But listen, the way of the wicked is like darkness. you get that? They can't get out of their darkness. It's not an intellectual thing. It's not, I'll go to church more, I'll read more. No, I need to repent and turn more. And he says, the path of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. You know, this is so true of this world, my friends. Listen carefully. People come and talk to me. They talk to me about their problems and their issues, and I listen to them, and I feel for them, and I share. And there are people who receive because they receive the counsel of Jesus, and it helps them. But then there are others who don't want to receive, and and when they share with me, they they, they share about what they think is the problem, but they don't understand what makes them stumble because they're in darkness. They think they've worked it out, but they're only dealing with a surface issue. They might say, yeah, I've got to communicate better with my partner. Yeah, you need to communicate better with you. That's true. If you're not a good communicator, you need to communicate better. But what you've got to deal with, maybe I've noticed, what you've got to deal with more is selfishness, self-centeredness, or pride. And these people, they don't know what makes them stumble because they're in darkness. They need light to shine. It's a very confusing, painful, troubled life if we don't let the light of Jesus shine in our hearts. Friends, when this beautiful love of Jesus shines in our heart, what happens? It brings what the Bible calls grace and truth. This is what in, what it said in John 1 as well. After he spoke about he's, he came his light into the world, he came and brought grace and truth. The truth that reveals things in our lives and speaks truth and the grace that forgives and sets free. He brings grace and truth. When this begins to happen and we open our hearts to Jesus and we say, Jesus, keep, just keep revealing. Keep revealing. Because when you reveal, you will heal. Do you get that? When the Lord reveals, he's going to heal. And as he reveals these things, what ends up happening, when, when um, um, if, if you resist it, if you resist this, it's going to bring you hurt and deceit. But if you receive this and the darkness is healing in your heart, you become the light of the world. The Bible tells us in Romans 14, it says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Do you understand that? We don't celebrate as Christians because we have a festivity of food and drink, as if like, this is the kingdom of God, it's wonderful, we're having a party, we're all together, we're all good friends, we're socializing. Yes, that's beautiful. I love socializing with you guys. I love it. You know, organize it. I'll be there. I love socializing with you guys. But he says the kingdom of God is not food and drink because that's not what God came to bring. He didn't come to bring this. He said, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit because that is what the light of life is. Righteousness and peace and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, Romans 14. This is the light of life. This is what people who are hungry need, not food and drink, not a big party in the church, but when they are stuck in sin, they need righteousness. When they are feeling hopeless, they need peace. When there is pain, they need the joy of the Holy Spirit. This is the light of life. When there is fear, and need the light of life. When there's anxiety, they need the light of life. So Matthew says this. If you want to turn with me, you can. I'm going to just finish with this, uh, just a couple of more verses. In Matthew 5, verses 14 to 16. For those who have experienced the healing of darkness in their heart, to them, Jesus says this. You are the light of the world. Oh. <clears throat> you are the light of the world. Isn't that amazing? This dark, dark world that brings pain and deceit. This dark, dark world where pain exists in your heart is as you now having known the light of life you are the light of this voice. He goes on to say, A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. True? If you look up, if you're ever driving down the freeway and you see sometimes a town or, or, or a suburb and they've got all these lights on at night time and you see, see, well, you can't hide that. Everyone's going to see that. The church is the same. The church is a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden bringing joy, righteousness and peace in the Holy Spirit. What right? In the Old Testament, when Egypt was dark, there was Goshen. And Goshen, the people that were try to live, that was lights. That was great on the external. But there might have been people living in Goshen who had darkness in their heart. So what Jesus said, that's an external picture of what I'm doing for you. He has them to say, nor do they light the a lamp and put it under a basket. Do you ever do that? Do you ever put a candle, do you ever light a candle, and all of a sudden you put the candle um, and you get, I don't know, um, you get like a a bowl, and you put the bowl over the candle? Do you do that? No, of course not. You light a candle because you want to bring light. Today we have a beautiful opportunity to have not just light, but we have fragrant candles, don't we? It's fantastic. People not only see the light, but they smell it as well. Not smell the light, but they smell the candle. And they come into a room and they think, oh, what's that smell? The fact Bible says we are the fragrance of Christ as well, aren't we? We are a fragrance of Christ for those who want to be saved. In fact, because we're not a very good fragrance to those who don't want to be saved. But to those who want to be saved, we are the fragrance of Christ. And we light this candle when people see it and they see light and they think, wow, I want this. I want this, this. When you know darkness being healed in you, not you've got a beautiful double story house. But you want the darkness that's been dispelled, it has been healed, that set you free because you deny yourself, you carry the cross and you follow Jesus. And so because you do that, the Lord Jesus lives and reigns in you, healing you of the darkness. If you don't want to carry your cross, my friends, if you don't want to carry the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, darkness cannot be crushed in you. You cannot dispel the darkness in you. But when you pick up your cross and you follow Jesus in the footsteps of Jesus and follow him, you carry this cross and follow him, then you'll know the light of life. You can't follow in your own footsteps, create your own path of light, think that you're going to make your own way through this world. No, you've got to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. This is the way of the cross. Deny yourself and pick up your cross and know the light of life. Yeah, pride's going to get in the way. You're going to say, no, that's, that's fear is going to get in the way, whatever it's going to be. You know, until you taste, you're still swimming in the dirt, in the mud. So Jesus says, uh, you don't put, it, uh, you don't put a, um, a basket over it, but you put it on a lampstand, don't you? You want everyone to see it. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Now, you've got to think about a time where they didn't have electricity yet. So this was the light. This was what kept people functioning. This is what allowed them to move around and, and, and to live their life well. When they had a light, they put it on a lampstand. And then he says this, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen. And what I love about this is that what Jesus is kind of, well, I think saying here is when you experience the healing of darkness in you, you become the light of life. It's, it's, it's incredibly beneficial to you. But now it does, it's more than just you. This is how the Christian lives. The Christian doesn't live selfishly or self-centered. It's more than just you. When you think about this, and now it does other things. Firstly, it glorifies God, which is our greatest desire. Yeah, that people may see and they may glorify your Father in heaven. This is our greatest desire. People look at my life at the end of my life and they think, wow. You know what? It's like if they look at the end of my life and they say, praise God. Oh, man, I'm a happy man. I'm a happy man. Not he did this, he did this, he did this, he did that, but they can look and say, Praise God! Then that's that's I'm happy because Jesus said, They may glorify my Father in heaven, and He said this that they may see and may glorify. So, not only is it glorified God, but it also helps others because what they see is they see. And then they glorify God themselves. The, some, the presumption is that they come themselves to understand the light of life. So now you are becoming a light to them as well. They are coming and they are receiving, and in their receiving, they glorify God. God is being glorified, but now you are helping your neighbor because you, are, you are bringing them to the light. There's light for everyone. There's light for everyone to come and receive. That's what Jesus did to this woman. He said, Now that you've received, go. Go and be a light to this world. Go and tell others that I'm the light of the light. I'm the light of life. Go and be what you what has happened to you. Go and now light your lamp, light your candle, and put it on a lampstand. And the Christian does that because further down in John eight, Jesus says something really important: that if you commit sin, you're a slave to sin, and the slave doesn't abide in the house forever, but the son abides forever. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Because this is what Jesus wants to do. He wants to set you free. Christian, when you know the light of life and it's healing the darkness in you, you become a hope to those who are in darkness. You understand? Peter says this, and I'll finish with this. He says, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. First Peter chapter 3. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defence. That word defence is like a well-thought-through response, not a kind of hodgepodge response, but a response that is able for people to understand. And be ready to give a defence to everyone who asks for a reason, listen, for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. I think if people see the hope in you, I think if people see the hope in you, then you're gonna have some of those people coming up to you and saying, What is it? And the Bible says, This hope of where darkness is being shattered and light, the light of life is filling your life. This becomes a hope to others that others may come and say, What is it? Why are you? Can you tell me something about? And you and then you are ready to give a reason for this. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, or often, we are the fifth gospel, aren't we? We are the fifth gospel. And we know there's four gospels, but before someone even picks up the Bible, they read something. They read what I call the fifth gospel, what I've heard years ago, called the fifth gospel. They read your life. They read my life. They look at us and they see... Jesus. They see the footsteps of Jesus. They see the light of life. They read that gospel and they make a decision. Do I want it or do I not want it? But we are the fifth gospel. And the Bible tells us that we're to sanctify the Lord God in our hearts, hallow him in our hearts, and be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks a reason for this hope. Brothers and sisters, Jesus must be He must be the light of your life. And when he becomes that, we must be the light of this world. We must be. I want to pray for us this morning as we think about the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, as we come with maybe hearts that are troubled with darkness, that are maybe uh, gripped with this darkness. We know it's out there. We see it out there. But we honestly, when we're honest to ourselves, we know it's in here as well. And that we come to the light of life and say, Lord Jesus, I need the light of life. And in the healing of this, we become a light to this world. Let me pray for us uh, this morning uh, and ask the Lord to come and work and touch our hearts. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for everyone that has joined us this morning. I know sometimes it's hard, sometimes it's tiring, as we look at screens all the time, Lord. But I thank you. I thank you for those who are here this morning. I thank you for those who are continuing to be with us, even as we pray. I pray that you open their hearts, Lord. If there's pain and deceit and anxieties, pray for healing, Lord, as they come that they pick up their cross, they follow you. Father, I pray that you would reveal to them just how incredible your love and your light is, that they would run away from the darkness of this world and they would run to you, embracing you, Lord, and everything you have for them. Lord Jesus, make yourself known. Bring forgiveness in their life and freedom from their sin. I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity we have. Continue to bless this day ahead of us as we walk in this light. Make our path shine brighter and brighter as you promise. As we continue to trust you, Lord, and give our life to you. We thank you, Father, and pray your blessing on us in Jesus' name. Amen.